Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And mellow greetings. What seems to be your boggle? We're looking at Demolition Man. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Jo, how are you today? You know what, Jeff? I'll tell you what seems to be my boggle, and it's everything to do with <laughs> everything about this, this quote, <laughs> film, unquote. This uh, prime example of cinema, uh, which is rightfully so, kicking off uh, this month of uh, what we're calling a, our Dog Days Month. So we've got some, and uh, some people might be fans of these films, but uh, they're also, come on, these are dumb, dumb films. We're we, fans, but they're yeah. also... Terrible. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we got uh, this is the beginning of um, three <laughs> very stupid films. Uh, and as you rightly pointed out, that this is not a Warner Brothers movie. This is a Warner, Warner Bros. Bro. Movie. That's how they like intro it. In the it's it, like that's the logo flashes. It's not Warner Brothers. I mean, it's, well, it's always Warner. Bros. It's always Warner. But the way that Bros. they but it's this is like so emphatically Warner Bros. Warner Bros. <laughs> it's very emphatic. This is this is like the of the, their branches at Warner Brothers. They have the one branch that is just we're the Warner Bros. But yeah, Warner Bros. Are pumped for films like this yeah totes uh so let's get into it demolition man came out on october 8th 1993 and was directed by marco brambilla and written by daniel waters robert renault and peter m lenkoff amy joe what's your experience of that demolition man had you had you seen it before i've seen it a couple of times with you mm-hmm. in our homestead <laughs> um and it shocks me every time <laughs> The script is astonishingly bad. Oh, the dialogue. The, the dialogue, dialogue is, that they give. Oh. I mean, like, your your basic dialogue already is like, it's whatever. It's your right. classic action, action not blabber great. jabber. Your classic action blabber jabber. Yeah. Uh, and, and like the, the one-liners are not great. It's like what whatever Stallone, these one-liners are just not good. I'm just well, like Stallone's not known for his ability to deliver a zinger. Well, no, but you know, you get a snappy quippy one-liner it would help you know arnold can crush those one-liners stallone can but they're they're just not great but that pales in comparison to this made-up gobbledygook dialogue that they give for the uh the future speak of these people some of my let's see some of my least favorite being uh it should just be a matter of tiktoks i i wrote that down too i was like that takes that takes more time to say than time Yes. You're adding extra syllables. Also, people have been using the word time for a long time. Language evolves, but like it's one thing. Slang evolves much more quickly than like overall language and language structure. We're, are we supposed to assume that this one guy comes and is in charge who doesn't even talk that weirdly and suddenly yeah. everyone else in this environment is like beep bop boop. Uh-oh, what it's is- a, a murder death kill. Oh my gosh. A murder death kill what about that older gentleman who recognized stallone is he saying murder death kill you know just in casual well he's, he's the holdout i mean he's like uh the people today that are like i don't know my day we had the rotary phones in my day you know we used cursive in my day we spoke. in my day we didn't say murder death kill because it takes a long time and is stupid yeah in my day we understood anything yeah uh matter of tiktoks murder death kill and i think my least favorite is no need to make a de-hurtful retraction that's right opposed to apologizing 
a dehur. Well, also, like, what's wrong with apologize? They sounded like the aliens in Galaxy Quest. It feels like someone just ran the script through a translate, translated into yes. a different language. It translated into one language and then a different language, another language, and then back to There's English. There's this incredible uh, French and Saunders uh, like audio clip where they're <laughs> talking about this interview Madonna gave about her sex book in, I believe, Hungary because she was there shooting something. Mm -hmm. And so they, <laughs> they, and of course they're, they're very funny. Uh, they are reading the translation. So clearly she's talking to yeah. a translator. It's then published in Hungarian and then clearly a Hungarian translated it back the whole thing into English. So the whole, <laughs> the whole ridiculous thing is so funny. Cause none of it, you can tell what like the nugget of the ideas are, but none of the syntax makes sense. And it sounds like this. Yeah. Somebody, I forget what they translated into, but someone's like, do you want to hear the lyrics to smash mouths, all star oh, translated God. into it was some, some, language and then back into English and it makes it sound like such a beautiful desert poem uh it's it's really <laughs> remarkable uh and and yeah I had seen this film I think I saw it like once when I was younger but I was always more of an Arnold head than a Stallone guy I mean I like I think you made the right choice I like the good Stallone I like Rocky Rocky's great uh, and First Blood especially Rocky but uh and I would see then some of this mainly like uh that Rocky Balboa because that's what came out in theaters when I was like of the age mm -hmm. uh but like of the actioners like I just was like I liked my Arnold I liked that's what I gravitated towards. Um, even though once I was really like into Arnold, the ones I was able to see on the big screen were garbage, like him fighting the devil in End of Days and having to team up with himself in six the sixth day, I think. Uh, wow. not not great Arnold, but I But you also you also gravitate toward like good comedic performers, and Arnold is a lot funnier than Stallone. This is true. This is very, very true. So Spoilers ahead. If you have not seen Demolition Man or haven't seen it in a while, here's a brief-ish synopsis. In the distant year of 1996, psychopathic career criminal Simon Phoenix kidnaps a busload of hostages and takes refuge in an abandoned building. LAPD Sergeant John Spartan, nicknamed the Demolition Man for the large amounts of collateral damage he causes, confronts Phoenix, who sets off explosives to destroy the building. The hostages' corpses are later found in the rubble, and Phoenix claims that Spartan knew about them and attacked anyway. And that's enough to get both men sentenced to the city's new California cryopenitentiary, in which convicts are cryogenically frozen and exposed to subliminal rehabilitation techniques. Listener, I'm not talking because my eyes hurt from rolling them so hard. <laughs> you might sprain an I might ocular sprain nerve. my <laughs> It's just, uh, I get that you're just trying to get your plot in motion. <sighs> like, number one, the idea that this one cup is allowed to, like, blow a lot of stuff up. That is, that's one stretch of the imagination. But also that then they're like, oh, but we're, even though we give you enough leniency to blow up these buildings, if you gotta, we're gonna bring the hammer down on you for well, something that has never it been It feels proved. like this is the last straw. I don't think he's allowed to be doing, blowing these all up. I think that he's very, the captain is very much like, you know, one more demolition man, blow up maniac, takes takes maniac to catch Gets one. That's a, that's a stupid And then he just jumps, he just jumps out of this me. helicopter, screaming Phoenix, which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, this is so silly. And also, m missed opportunity, because the Stallone, this is where he gets cryogenically frozen, which is one of the best scenes of the film. But this guy <laughs> is, like, reading him his rights, and Stallone's just like, skip it, skip it. But this guy then 
Smithers, that's right. His name is like William Smithers, because I was like, this is so right. close to Wayland Smithers, that in the future, so 30 years later, we see the same character played by an older guy. But later we learn that our, like, spoiler villain of the film, Dr. Cocteau, is the one that created this cryogenical whatever. So, like, why don't we see the young version of him? An excellent question. Get a young version of Nigel, someone, some Brit to play young Nigel Hawthorne. There's a lot of Brits lying around, you know? They're just lying around waiting they're, to be, be like, to make a Hollywood paycheck. Hollywood? <laughs> I'd love it. Get me out of this Shakespeare play and put me on a big screen. Well, please give me money so I can keep doing no, that's, Shakespeare plays. I'm not being yeah. facetious. <laughs> that is what a lot of them say, and I understand it. Uh, but, yeah, this is where we get all this goop getting poured over a naked Stallone. Uh, Just how can it be? Look, look, I know we're being asked to suspend a lot of disbelief, but how can it be good for a body to be frozen for decades in a crouched cave bear position? As you said, what do you say? Like a cave monster? <laughs> I think I did. What did I or it nice monster? Yeah, he, he's frozen like a cave monster. He's got his little claws <laughs> up. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Oh, go get you. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, he has to duck for them to close the thing. It looks very awkward and very uncomfortable. I get it if you're, like, get in the fetal position, but they clearly don't do that. They're like, all right, no. goop time. Goop, it's goop time. Uh, yeah, it's still said that this was one of the worst five hours he's ever had on a movie set, that he was terrified. Because it's, like, pretty much being, like, drowned in goop. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, uh, and I also love, apparently, this prop of frozen Stallone in this table wound up being in like one of the planet Hollywoods when those were still around as like a thing on a wall. But I would love if that was like a table that you could reserve if that you paid extra to eat on. Amazing. If that's like, yeah, someone's coffee table. Oh, now, you know, now, now like, yeah, that's some, you, it must be. Uh, maybe Stallone has it. Maybe he kept it. Do you want, do you think, maybe he does. I'm not Stallone. I don't know the guy. Maybe he's like, <laughs> you know what I want is like when it was 1992 and I was like frozen in a thing. I won't put that in my house. Well, if anyone's gonna have it, it's gonna be me. Uh, yeah. Also, I mean, this not this uh, this film, would this be a better Encino man? <laughs> Stallone is this ice monster. You Or, or just give us Brendan Fraser. If instead it's Encino man wakes up, you've got Encino man running around in the future. I don't know. Well, I guess Encino Man was already technically running around in his future, yes, yes. hanging out with Pauly Shore and Sean Astin, but even uh, even more into the future. Pauly uh, Shore. Wow. 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 <laughs> just wow, Pauly Shore? I don't have a lot of insight. I just uh, remember don't, that Pauly Shore a, is a, a, person. A, a person and a concept. Yep. Uh, in tw- let me skip. Let me flash forward. 2032. The city of San Angeles is a seemingly peaceful utopia designed and run by Dr. Raymond Cocteau. Phoenix is thawed for a parole hearing somehow before well, Spartan. Well, it's because that's rigged, baby. Uh, I guess, I guess. So he escapes because he knows the secret password, Teddy Bear, that unlocks his shackles. Wow, this was also the early 90s, though, this film, before people knew you should not do a password like that. You know, now it's like lowercase j backslash colon colon uppercase h two one thousand, like, you know. That's not it, yeah. my password, but it could whatever that be. one super long tweet is from Lady Gaga, where it's just a series of letters and numbers. That yeah, could be basically your password, a Yoko yeah. Ono tweet is what Yoko your password ono tweet. That be is now. what you want. Uh, <laughs> we have got our head of security, Yoko Ono. Uh, <laughs> so Phoenix is, uh, escapes and leaves a trail of murder, death, kills in his wake. Also, yeah, all the cops. It's only it's only a few decades. This needs to be like it's this the reality of this centuries is in the future, in mere minutes from where we you and I are now. It's, I know it's like yes. eleven. A, a 
11, 11, years. 11 years. I think you said that we're almost to the day 11 yeah. years. Because this, I think the events take place, we hear date August 4th, 2032. Right, right. So we're like almost exactly 11 <laughs> years from now. I'm going to sneeze and it'll be 11 years from now, you know? like <laughs> well, That's a sneeze. <laughs> you're telling me. But like... Why? Yeah, truly, why? If you're going to have them talking all like beat bop, like TikTok nonsense, like why? Why? Yeah, because all all the police, they're all complete idiots now. They don't know what's going on. It was a very, I had a very interesting experience watching the film this time. Thinking about okay, so this was filmed because this was released in ninety two, ninety three, ninety three. So it was filmed in like what ninety two? Yeah, we're like yeah, right in the middle of the reckoning after the Rodney King riots, right? Like we're in it to then have uh, people like acting like actors playing. LAPD, even though they're, you know, technically it's like San Angelo or whatever, you know, it's, it's LA. It's LA. So having LAPD walking around like a bunch of children, these like, oh, I would never hurt anybody. As opposed to like thinking like, what do we think is the natural progression of this? So it's like, this is, this is the, the worst thing that could happen is that all the police only have like these non-lethal stun guns and, are, that we have, you know, it's like yeah, this it is, was, Stallone shows up is like, this is the future. Oh, no. It was very like upsetting to watch from that perspective of just like, uh, OK, like the just the cognitive dissonance of being like because Hollywood, I don't know if you know this, everyone. Hollywood is in Los Angeles. So like <laughs> what, what to be making a movie in the epicenter of like a racial civil rights reckoning and then to be like our response to that is be like oh but what if cops were sweet and dumb and that's the bad yeah that's the bad news bears like just (laughs) everything (sighs) it made me very frustrated of course of course yeah uh i was because they make reference to like that there's a big earthquake at one point the and quake I, yeah oh, the quake yeah. in like and, 2010 right and i think instead it should be that that earthquake whatever that earthquake like sunk the whole cryogenic building so like whatever it's lost to the sands of time or whatever so many people died mm. that people didn't even know that these cryogenically whatevers were still here mm-hmm. and then you could fill in the blanks of how you get Simon Phoenix. Either they just both then finally every they all get thought out. That's your movie is like mm-hmm. all these criminals are suddenly thought out, including like the one cop that can get them. Uh, and then you can be like whatever hundreds of years into the future where like we can buy opposed to like you can't have Grant L. Bush of uh, the one of the Agent Johnsons in Die Hard. Then as the in the 1996 and then now he's uh, the great Bill Cobbs. But like you still have someone. Who's, who's like been hey, around who knows like not just like i know you stallone i'm still on the force recognizes this guy's him. still on the force this guy's still running around poor bill cobbs it's not like bill cobbs approaches stallone right. and is yeah. like hey no <laughs> stallone approaches him it is he recognizes bananas. the man who wasn't frozen <laughs> because it wasn't that long ago uh, but we uh meet old baby sandy bullock as lieutenant lenina huxley who's fascinated with 20th century culture oh, She's got that poster of Lethal Weapon 3 on the wall. Of all things, Lethal Weapon 3 on the wall with little baby Joe Pesci peeking out over there, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover's shoulders. What, what, there was a, 
Was it? Was there a Rambo reference or something? We were like, "Come on, what are we supposed to there, believe?" There is a Rambo reference. Stallone movies exist in this universe. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And of course, reference to the the Schwarzenegger library. Well, yes. Yes. Uh, which that's a little a uh, lot closer to home than I think they I anticipated. Then they really, maybe that's what gave Arnold the idea. I should. Uh, <laughs> I should be governor. That will show Stallone. He thinks it's a funny joke. They're all making fun of me in Demolition Man Maria. What They're all making fun of me. Governorship was just a <laughs> sick burn to Stallone. I'll show them all. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester. Oh, man. Uh, so Spartan finds life in San Angeles to be sterile and oppressive since all types of behavior deemed immoral or unhealthy, such as sports, alcohol, swearing, eating meat, and having sex have all been declared illegal. Yeah, he and Sandy have that VR sex oh, scene. I can't. I, I think I can't. My least favorite touch being that she still gives him a towel. That she they, she, <laughs> they, they, she has like they have the VR sets. She comes out. She's like, "Would you like to have sex?" And he's like, "Will you now?" Uh, yeah. yeah. And she's like, "I'll be right back." And she he's like sniffing himself, making sure he doesn't stink, which I'm sure he does. I, he's not taking a shower since being out of the goop, I don't think. Um, so she comes back with her, this little robe on and this little VR helmet and gives him a VR helmet and a towel, which yeah. I'm like, ooh, oh no. Ooh. And then they're just like having VR sex that just looks like if David Lynch directed the Willy Wonka tunnel boat sequence. Yes, as a music video. As a music video, yeah. yeah. It is an upsetting music video directed by David Lynch. Yeah. Uh, I did not understand. It's also like, it, she then goes off on this whole thing like, ew, fluid exchange, yucky. You know, as though she's like seven. Um, I, I That was one of the few times that I kind of, liked sandy's performance nothing against sandy because she has to sell so some of the worst dialogue this is not nothing that happens is her fault i know but that at least was just like the idea i mean maybe it's because because you know you don't have to have a lot of acting required to act like the thought of having sex with sylvester stallone is disgusting that is a good point um having sex with this beef jerky you but in the inside the helmet it looks like what it might actually look like if you were physically touching her. So it's like what, you know, it's not like they go on to another plane or something like that. Like it, it's, it's, it's like simulating. I don't think it's, well, I don't think it's designed to be some extraordinary experience. I think it's just, that's taking the place of sex and, but it's still, uh, it didn't, it didn't look like her. It looked like some rando avatar women. I don't know. It was her. It, it was, oh, it was her? That was Sandra Bullock, yeah. Uh, in, in the VR thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I think one of the few future speak things that I do actually like, and I think that we should recirculate <laughs> into popular say. conversation, enhance your calm. Enhance your calm. If someone, <laughs> if someone starts getting like short with me or starts like getting pissed at something, I cannot imagine A, saying enhance your calm it's we'll do anything but so make your heads explode yeah but god i want to say it now i want to cross stitch it on a pillow i'm gonna you need know? you to enhance your calm <laughs> i'm gonna need you to enhance can you imagine being in a rehearsal room where some where tensions are high you're in like a stressful tech process and you're like hey hey listen uh enhance your calm <laughs> You are, you are not going to be well received. Uh, take a five and uh, enhance your calm. <laughs> if some stage oh, manager could, could you said enhance that your calm me? on our five, please? I'm gonna need you to enhance your calm. Take a five and enhance your calm. Uh, I would be so mad. <laughs> take a tight five and enhance that calm. 
<laughs> I would like go outside and scream. Uh, that's you, how you I would go enhance outside my, and my enhance calm. your calm. Well, that's how I would do it is by screaming obscenities into the air. Okay, you've got five TikToks. Please enhance your calm. <laughs> uh, so, anticipating that Phoenix will attempt to secure firearms, Spartan leads Huxley to a museum and finds Phoenix looting an exhibit of weapons. Phoenix escapes and a whole cocktail. This guy, cocktail, just shows up. With Associate Bob. Associate Bob. Old Glenn Shaddix, who will always just be Otho. Of course. To me from Beetlejuice. Uh, but just shows up. I'm like, this plan is so stupid. Because he just shows up with Wesley Snipes is like, I'm going to shoot you now. And they're like, but I can't. And he's like, well, that's right. Because I implanted it in your brain. You That you can't shoot me. You've got to shoot Edgar Friendly, this leader of this resistance. With but long hair. He's just there in person. So Stallone then sees him on video and be like, yeah, uh, it's really... so what? You're clearly the villain then. For someone who has like gone to great lengths to make this whole weird faux utopia work, he's really sloppy. He's so dumb. He's such a sloppy dumb I dumb. I would like to take one moment to shout out something extremely positive, and that is Wesley Snipes's like entire look yeah like the yeah, the car tire um like football padding kind of thing mm-hmm. where he's, he's got like overalls the big, this is a look the that whole thing. we could rock this mm. look in brooklyn tonight oh absolutely i i the whole the whole vibe the whole look but particularly like it looks like football padding whatever whatever you would call that yeah Shoulder, uh, shoulder pads, padding, yeah. that's the phrase. Um, but done with like car tires and stuff. It looks so cool. It's very it's fun. Great. That's one of the few costuming choices in the film that I enjoy. Oh, yeah. All Wesley Snipes. Basically, it, uh, it's all Wesley Snipes. And, and right. then I'm like, thanks so much. And then Everyone here's Stallone looking like on. an old timey Civil War soldier. Oh, he totally, <laughs> he totally does. Uh, but yeah, so Cocteau is ordering Phoenix to kill the Edgar Friendly, the leader of the resistance group, the Scraps, who refuse to conform to Cocteau's moral ideals and instead live in the underground ruins of old L.A., uh, which I'm like, they're not. I mean, I guess they're bothering him by occasionally popping up to steal a Taco Bell <laughs> delivery food truck. Yeah. But I don't know. This feels like this could be solved easier. It's not like Edgar Friendly is trying to overtake. That's the thing. The top. He's not Slash- trying to like. Yeah, re- he's not trying to lead a revolution. He's just trying to live down there in the sewers. Yeah, he fully says that he's not trying to do that. You know, if he were more of like a galvanizing figure, I'd get it. Opposed to just a snappy, fast talking Dennis Leary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, let's just say not a lot of TikToks went into <laughs> crafting. A, a, not a lot a of mind script. thought went into these <laughs> um, scriptoids. So Phoenix persuades Cocteau to release additional cryo prisoners for his gang, including a zero lines Jesse Ventura and leads them underground to pursue friendly. I think zero lines is the appropriate amount of lines for Jesse Ventura. If not too many. (laughs) Uh, Having previously encountered the scraps during a food raid at a Taco Bell, Spartan and Huxley venture underground and save friendly from an assassination attempt by Phoenix. And we then, should also mention real quick, in case someone hasn't seen this movie, Taco Bell is the name for all restaurants. Oh, yes. So it's it like won, they fancy... won the franchise wars. Oy, so oy. they're the only restaurant left. And it's like there were other restaurants besides franchise restaurants, yeah. although maybe all those faded away. I mean, which is that's, you know, I could see that happening yeah. just as we get like all mom and pop stores are gone and now we yeah. only have franchises. But, but, but the Taco Bell said won all the restaurants wars. are Taco Bell, which then it's like, so which Taco Bell are you going to? Yeah, they go to a fancy dinner at a Taco Bell that Cocteau 
host, but he just says, well, meet, me at meet me at Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. And not like Taco Bell on Taco Park Bell number Avenue 72. South. Yeah, Taco Bell. Oh, let's go to Taco Bell 64. They've got better chil- <laughs> chalupes. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And this we finally like we learn, which is so dumb of Spartan uh, or Phoenix is like, and those hostages, Spartan, that you got sent to cryo like, jail, heat they scan. were dead the whole time. That's why they didn't show up on your heat scan, dumb dumb. It's like this is. I was so laughing dumb. all the way into the frozone. Although this is one of the action sequences that I thought was the best. Is this the car this, one? Yeah, the car chase where so Stallone good. is like, I did me love closer. And, Kind of like with Face Off, how many sequences we got with the two of them together. I agree. I I think that's great. We start very much like Face Off. We start off with one. There's a big one in the middle. There's a big one at the end. Ooh, better movie of them having to do a Face Off. Because now we're in the future. We're in the sci-fi. If them getting brought back is, uh uh-oh, we also switched faces? Uh uh Uh-oh, indeed. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of uh-oh about that for i just don't want stallone anywhere near uh <laughs> oh i say i say but uh but yeah so uh phoenix escapes to the cryo prison with spartan in pursuit uh and then phoenix has which is also like no thought went into this he just like gives the gun to jesse ventura and he's like you kill cocktail yeah and it's like cocktail you released all these other prisoners but didn't you think didn't about implant that? the same thing I was like, you could so easily, whatever, you put a gun to associate Bob and you're like, you force him to kill Cocteau. Yes, that's more interesting. You also like, you you put chips in all of them. Like, put that in the chip. Like, it's so stupid. It's just like, they're really like, oh, wow, we're near the end of this movie. We gotta get rid of we this We gotta guy. get rid of this guy. So they just unceremoniously blast some holes through Nigel Hawthorne and dump him in a fireplace. And they dump it this dummy of Nigel fireplace, Hawthorne in the fireplace, though. which is quite entertaining. This is like hellfire- in, in hunchback levels of fireplace. <laughs> this is an impressive fireplace. Nigel Hawthorne could have been a good friend. Hey, I can yeah. see that. Uh, and then Spartan incapacitates Huxley annoyingly for supposedly her safety. And it's like, do we even see him fight all any of these prisoners that have been thought out? I feel like yes, it's just like the building's on them. fire. I, I, he, he like. He takes out a couple of them. I don't even think he kills but, Jesse Ventura. And it's like you could have had Sandra there was Bullock. A guy with longer hair. Yeah, you, you could have had, had Sandra Bullock fighting some of she these guys. Capital S, capital B, Sandra Bullock. Yet, you who know, cares? So. Have her shoot some people. She's still yeah. like you're a major character. Where it's she like you want to give these one characters person. arcs. She, oh, did she did shoot one she of the guys. She's person. like that man died at my hands. That, yeah, but that was earlier. I mean, this is your but big that was action one, finale. That was yes, one of the guys, though. Okay, sure, sure, sure. But right, but then after that, they've released even more criminals. It's like no, they had even more criminals. They hadn't yet. Remember, they were about to release his bed. You have ten minutes, so he managed to shut the whole thing down right before they released the criminals. Like two hundred people were about to be released, including it's like. Jeffrey Dahmer is in this cryo prison. How did that happen? Oh, no. Love that guy. Oh, <laughs> Jeffrey dear. Dahmer, love that guy. It's like, when now, did he get transferred? Would that be yeah. a better movie if all the other criminals are of like John Wayne Gacy? Yes. Like, are these actual. Yes, obviously. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, there you have but it. But John Wayne Gacy specifically as Pogo the Clown. That's Yes, he's got to be in full clown makeup. Yeah, I mean, duh. what are we talking? Uh, it's got to be like a full end of the cabin, cabin in the woods. Yes. Like we're all these. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Now we're talking. And if you look carefully, even though this is early 90s, so it's pre this person being a thing, like Scott Peterson is, is on the one list of cryo yeah. prisoners. Do you think he got the idea? <laughs> oh, Jeff. Too, too soon? That's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, dear. Anyway, Phoenix <laughs> uh, breaks a... Oh, yeah. So uh, Spartan is fighting Phoenix again and breaks this vial of cryogenic chemical that freezes Phoenix. And then Spartan just kicks his head off 
this pretty okay. good effect. Pretty that, good effect. That's a good effect. The freeze leading up to it is a terrible effect. Oh, yeah, that's some early, early CGI oh, silliness. And you can tell. But kicking the head off, that's that's yeah. fun. And the whole cryo prison explodes. And this oh, this ending. The police fear that the loss of Cocteau in the cryo prison will end society as they know it. But Spartan suggests, well, hey, maybe you in the scraps. It's like maybe you guys, you know, chill out a little and you guys get a doesn't, little more law. Doesn't and he actually say, why don't you get a little dirty? Yeah, you, you get a you lot, lot clean. You get a lot clean. And we'll and meet somewhere, and you'll somewhere in the middle. Something like that. Yeah, it's like, well, you know what? Why can't we be friends? Just like a full oi. <laughs> it's like, right, because they don't have fundamental ideological differences that will make that impossible. No, I'm pretty sure we'll all just be toasting a taco together <laughs> at our favorite restaurant, Taco Bell. You're just going to stick a taco shell on a, a little skewer and put it over. A, a, little, ra- a little rat, a little, you, you know, we'll in- introduce the rat burger that the uh, the underground are, are eating rat into the Taco burger, Bell menu. Oh my uh, Because, as you know, Stallone said, it's, it's a pretty damn good burger. Uh, this burger I had in years. I don't do a good Stallone. I just do mumble mouth, really. But it's, uh, you know. It gets the point across. It gets, it gets you you get my across. POV on Stallone, I think. <laughs> uh, and Spartan kisses Huxley, and they leave together. She's like, I think I'm going to enjoy living in the future. She's like, oh, fluid exchange. Are all fluid exchanges this exciting? The burger. Oh. Even better. Gross. Gross, 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 gross. The casting directors of Demolition Man were Fern Castle and Joy Todd. Castle started as a casting associate on such films as Die Hard and Coming to America, and as a casting director, has cast such films as Predator 2, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, and Taken. Todd has also cast such films as Once Upon a Time in America, Moscow on the Hudson, and Gettysburg. So let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all a little subjective. And as always, I have looked up all the actors in advance, and Amy Jo is hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. So let's kick it off with John Spartan, the demolition man himself. Amy Jo, what are your thoughts on Sylvester Stallone, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? This is, for not Rocky, a less annoying Stallone than another pictures I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, I don't care. Um, I just, it's not, I don't find him full of charm. No. And I think that would help. help. He's just not, like, you need, like, a a, a likable lug. If you, like, the kind of, yes. guy, like, whatever. Like, I don't want that. But, like, even thinking of, like, Tim Allen and Galaxy Quest. Of him being, yes. like, looking around being like, wait, what? I'm the bad guy? Yes. Like, I'm, I'm just like, ah, it's me. I'm just uh, full of myself. I mean, it's really, like, a William Shatner tight yeah of, but like yeah. someone that is has a certain lightness of touch because this film is still a comedy that's the thing it's, we're pushing more towards comedy than a lot of these like 90s yeah. action films even beyond one-liners it's an actual comedy that you need someone that has to like carry a bit more of a lightness of clunk-a-lunk-a touch. dialogue so i had two thoughts both which would have uh been very different but appropriate for the time um the first it's like, well, you know, I think Bruce Willis would have been much better in this. I 100% agree. I think he it, has it, that having, sardonic. And he's still trying. This is before Die Hard this, with a Vengeance yes. and Fifth Element. He is still This is only present. a few years after Die Hard, you know? Exactly, yeah. Um. So Bruce Willis. And then I, I thought also, like, maybe like a Danny Glover would be fun. Oh. Like, early 90s Danny Glover. Like, someone who, like, was doing, like, semi-action yeah. comedy kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I think... Uh, 
There are a lot Lenina of- Lenina Huxley, but as himself. So Lenina Huxley is like, we gotta get, maybe you, you combine <laughs> right, it like Galaxy Quest <laughs> so that they think that those are, re, that those are like actual historical documents that we have better to get. Better movie. We've gotta get. It's a better movie and it's called Galaxy <laughs> Quest. Um, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Uh, look, I think, yeah, I think Bruce Willis, if, if when you're getting someone of this ilk, I think he's the best one for this. It's just a great, a, a more cozy fit. It's a cozy fit. But, you know, he, at this point, 1993, he's doing dumb sci-fi nonsense like virtuosity. Get me Denzel. Oh, yeah, that's, Denzel that's Washington. Good. He's doing Ricochet. He's doing some silly films around you're this right. time. And he is someone that I think he could sell all of this. I think he could sell the like, I'm... Yeah, I'm the demolition man. Mm-hmm. I'm this wild cop. And like, yeah, I, I'm that he's not just like, I'm takes a maniac to catch a maniac. But he's like, no, I am. Ha- I have to get in this mindset to catch these criminals. And he's yeah. someone that will bring gravitas and can bring comedy to like his reactions to like, what the hell are these three seashells? Exactly. Which yeah. we didn't even get no, into. You're right. That oh, three seashells are instead of toilet paper, wanna. they use three seashells. And they never Fig- explain it. Thankfully. And I don't. Yeah, you don't need this disgusting, disgusting. disgusting. Uh, and made later, I think a Jason Statham, I could see. It's just mm. like what who I want to see were the, the a lot of the comedies from their reactions to the world that they found themselves in. Totally. Stallone is not great with the reaction. No, he's kind of like a piece of he's a log, you know, he's a piece of driftwood. <laughs> and Jason Statham, I think, would be good. Or make this more of a full-blown comedy. Matt, give me Nick Offerman. Have like a real Ron <laughs> Swanson of like, you're telling me that no one's eating meat. There's no whiskey. Oh, God damn it. It's like, beep, beep, you Ben's fine. Like, what is this? It's like, I, I can't, I need, I need to work with my wood. It's like, why? I can't use my hatchet. Like, ah. Like, why am I knitting instead? Right. Yeah. That's what I think like that, like have him be the most like ridiculous, prototypical, stereotypical, like manly mm, man, like mm-hmm. Ron Swanson. Uh, and like, like, there's no breaking, like of having him like lose have a totally. conniption each time I think would be really really entertaining yeah, like, to me not, not this guy but like the way that what is the name of the actor who plays the dad who's the cop on psych oh Corbett Birdson yeah, yeah. like he someone like that where oh, you yeah. like you get yeah. his like disdain and disbelief yeah. that everyone else is not like operating on his level yeah. that's what you you need here definitely you know? I could absolutely yeah uh so as far as the actors who were actually considered the original draft of the movie was sold in 1988, which had a serious, darker tone. Uh, and then the writer wanted Mickey Rourke to star, which I'm like, 88, yeah. Mickey Rourke, yeah. I so see that. Sold, and yes. yes, that you're not a comedy. I'm like, okay, I, I think that could be really interesting. You're sure. already like a more darker, like noirish film. Uh, and in that version, one of the big differences was Spartan ends up with his much older wife. Because in this, it's like his wife has died yeah. in the 30 years. And in that, it'd be like, she's still alive. Uh, and I'm like, I'm interested in that. Yeah, and then you have then some. It, then it makes more sense that you're setting it in the near future rather than in the distant future because you have some need to connect with someone who could still be there. Right. They do also have the drop thread of that his daughter oh is still gosh. out there, which apparently I don't know how much of this was filmed, but I think that there is like some actress that was supposed to play the daughter that is like in the resistance that they just don't. But they all that got cut. Mm. So instead, it feels like it's set up because he's like. Sandra Bullock is like, you know, it'd be slightly illegal, but I could help you look for her and find her. And he's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to see her. And it's like, is Sandra Bullock the daughter? Yeah. 
It feels like. But then they have VR sex. And, and you're then like, you're I like, I not. sure hope not. Or this is a much darker movie than I thought we were dealing with. <laughs> uh, but we just completely drop that thread, which like, yeah, you only need to be 30 years in the future if there's going to be anyone left around. That's like someone to get back to. That's why like aliens, when Sigourney wakes up, it's like 200 years in the future. And it's like, oh, well, your daughter died. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's only the extended version of aliens. But it's like in the ensuing years, you know, everyone you know has died opposed yeah. to 30 which is like 30 years and everyone else has died that he knows. Okay. Except for Bill Cobbs. Um, And the original choice for this version of the script was Steven Seagal. I mean, Uh. as much as we don't care for Stallone, I think that that is uh, an even worse Yeah, I mean, because he's like comparable, but with, um, but even less likable. Even less charisma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, no. Yeah interesting uh let's move on to lieutenant leonid huxley image are your thoughts on sandra bullock and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else she's fine i think she's doing her best she's like one year away from speed and she's gonna be so much you're gonna be so much better in that sandy yeah again i don't think she's when i look at this what's most embarrassing is the dialogue yeah and she's trying her best they've all clearly been directed to act this way benjamin bratt's acting the same way you know they're They're all acting like children but it's, it's like yeah it's such a hard line where it's like they just all act like children yes it's, it's like it's a it's like jack it's like they're all Rob yeah. Williams and jack and they're all acting or like big babies. yeah yeah exactly it's you know tom yeah. hanks and big where it's like how did wait i don't have any life experience it's like okay so i feel like partially it's that they were directed that way and she had to carry this horrendous dialogue um but you were saying when we were watching it and i do agree that having someone who is like more of a uh, like hard comedy comedian yeah. like might be might make it seem a little and Sand, sandy's funny she's she's funny in those rom-coms but it's not the same she's as not being like comedian. an out and yeah. out comedian yeah yeah so thinking about that let me see um i thought like this would be so different but like a young janine garofalo like sure is so funny um you know who is the same age as sandra bullock is joan cusack and she is joan joan uh, joan hilarious joan. give us joan because she also has those wide eyes yeah. and you know i i could i don't know i could but buy, I buy her selling this nonsense of yes. her like matter of factly being like oh yeah we don't have meat we don't have any of this yes. things that's so bad for you Girl, yeah sex we her very much that. like her in in and out in the first half of the yeah. film you know um uh, maybe like a Kristen Johnston, even, you know, Amazing. just like, yes, who Give are us people who are like Sally Albright from yeah. Third Rock from the Sun, comedy yeah. monsters, but someone that can just sell with utter sincerity. That's the thing. It feels yeah. like everyone is slightly embarrassed, understandably so, understandably so. And it's like to fully commit to this nonsense, opposed to just like, I'm acting like a happy kid. This is now this next person is someone who I don't think is like the strongest actor, but she is very funny. So like an office era Mindy Kaling. Oh, like yeah. does have that kind yeah. of daffiness that I think would really put this across. And then maybe like a Parker Posey, like a young Parker yeah. Posey, just like who can sell this ridiculousness? I see that be very different. But just thinking of like sitcom stars at that time i'm like give me a lisa kudrow or a julia mm-hmm. louis dreyfus i'm like i think that that's just getting Comic someone geniuses out and out funny with a capital f uh because there's similar malapropisms 
I was thinking of Pom Clementoff, who plays Mantis in uh, these newer Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers mm-hmm. movies, who's the one that just like, like we're, we're here to take ass and kick names and like stuff like that. Uh, she's so funny. Uh, so like, I could see her. Yeah, made more recently. I was also like, give me a Catherine Hahn. Always give Catherine me a Catherine Hahn. Or Han. just trying to think of people in SNL. Give me Melissa Villasenor. I think is like that is oh like such a, such a ducky energy of just like, oh, thanks. Uh, that I think would work so well in this. Where it's yeah. like you, people that kind of already exist on their own plane. Yes. Yeah. Where you're like, that's a, that's a particular creature. Yes. Yeah. I want someone a bit more of a creature mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sandra Bullock talked about working with Stallone in an interview with Rolling Stone. And she said, we'd knock heads. But at some point, I became like his younger sister. He'd bang on the trailer with his golf clubs in the middle of the night. Come out and play. You know, he'd want to swat golf balls in the middle of the night. So uh, I, I like I like that they clearly then developed into, which I feel like mm-hmm. you kind of have to. It's like, okay, we're brother and sister energy. Great. Great. Let's not let's fight. Into that. And let's not have you hitting on me yep. um but i love the idea of just trying to get some sleep and stallone is like we gotta hit golf balls uh just like a full like fight club and just like launching golf balls like out into the mountains uh. um so sandra bullock was not the original actor cast originally Lori petty was oh. cast as huxley but was fired after two days of filming <gasps> due to what producer joel silver described as creative differences Petty attributed it to personality differences as she and Stallone did not get along. And she said Sly and I were like oil and water. I like her better for it. More of a creature. She's coming off of Point Break in 91 and then League of Their Own in 92. So she's like big, big right now. It makes sense to get her. And I think, yeah, she's just... She's scrappy. She's more interesting to me, but if they're, tr- I could so see if they're like, no, we want you to just be play dumb, play dumber, play like yeah. a child, play like a little baby, play, play, be a sexy baby. Then I'm a sexy baby. Kristen Milotti. Yeah, would be actually, very, very, very funny. funny. Very <laughs> referencing funny. her on her one episode 30 on 30 Rock. Uh, yeah. And instead in 93, Lori Petty had Free Willy. So it's like, you know, you're still in a big hey, movie. You know what I saw in 1993? Free Willy. You know what I didn't see in 1993? Demolition Man? You got it right, oh, I Jeff. Crushed it. Crushed Crush, crush. Uh, let's move on to Simon Phoenix. Amy Joe, your thoughts on Wesley Snipes and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Hands down, the best part of the movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. so charismatic. He, like, the way they have the contacts in his eyes, so they're two different colors, the way he's styled, but the way that he just like, wears these ridiculous clothes they don't wear him he seems like he's having so much fun yes. and the movie needs this energy yes. desperately this movie i don't think would work one bit if you didn't have such a strong like fun villain him being like well i guess this is the chance for me to play a batman villain so it just feels like I'm him I'm, this is my audition for the joker exactly and i i think he's so fun in this and like i have not seen certainly not recently that much Wesley Snipes. So watching this again, I was like, this does make Tu Wong Fu hit differently. When you think about how audiences <laughs> that at that time is in were Wong receiving yeah. Wesley Snipes and Tu Wong Fu. Whereas oh, sure. like Tu Wong Fu was the thing I had that seen him made in him from. by right, far right, right. the most, you know? And I was like, I understand this isn't his usual bag, but seeing this, I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And also just getting someone who can actually fight yeah. is also really exciting. It's, Thrilling. The, yeah. I will say the fight sequences, the three fight sequences with the three with the two of them, very exciting. Yeah. Like really fun to watch. And yeah, it's the glee, it's the relish. It's like when I go and see, particularly on stage, 
Shakespeare or something and you just hear someone kind of rolling out the text rather than like really digging in. I don't I don't mean hemming it up, but it's like I want to see someone enjoying the language or why Make am I going to sit through this three hour play, yeah. you know, particularly with villains. I feel like if it's written to be fun. Please make it be fun so I can have fun. Um, so I'm reluctant to recast him. But Jeff, that's the assignment. <laughs> so I'm going to do it. If we're doing this like today, my top choice is Michael B. Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. I just think yeah. super fun. Also, like incredibly attractive yeah. and charismatic. Lots yeah. of swagger. That full Killmonger. Mm, yeah. yep, would yep, be yep. great. Um, uh, probably if it were a little like more uh, mid uh, 20 aughts, but like common might be fun mm. yeah. in this um, early nineties. I would say also like uh, Samuel L. Jackson is like a logical sure. choice for like action quips villain. Um, and those are my, those, that's where I'll leave it. Those are my main I thoughts. That. I hear that. Uh, there's another Stallone movie from around this time that I only saw a few years ago called assassins. That is so bad. He is incredibly bad in it but one of the best things about it is that the villain is antonio banderas and he is giving like he is making such a meal out of mm. it like he is going so big uh and like he just almost goes over the line of too big some mm-hmm. might say he does go over too big um <laughs> but he's very exciting in that and i'm like if you just if you put all of that energy in that character in this where he's like giving you full wild eyed he's just constantly just like sweaty <laughs> long-haired antonio banderas uh is i i think would also get a similar energy uh in this and do what you need for this film to do uh and uh just wanting other people that actually fight there's um mark dacascus who more recently was in a, the that last John Wick movie and is also giving like this guy is bananas. This guy is mm-hmm. like you don't know what this guy is like is that kind of like wild joker card. wild yeah. wild card energy. A loose cannon the loose if you cannon, will. And if you will where he launches a loose cannon at Stallone at one point and wow. then uh, he sure does. So I could see him. So Wesley Snipes is, of course, an accomplished black belt in real life, but apparently his kicks and punches were so fast that they blurred on camera. So the producers made him slow down his punching and kicking. That's like I remember reading some interview years ago about Ocean's Eleven, where there's the whole sequence with Matt Damon. I haven't seen it in forever, but he basically has to like, he gets this one guy into like a conference room so he can pickpocket him so he can have the key card to get access to like someplace for, you know, the heist. But like Matt Damon got so good at it that they actually, it didn't read very strongly on camera. And it's like, no, we need to see you doing it. Like, but that's the whole sleight of hand of like pickpocketing and and magicianry. He also got so fast at doing the math equations in Goodwill Hunting that they need you need to slow down the math. I we want to see follow. your work. We want to follow Dem Apples. We cannot follow Dem Apples, Matt Damon. Uh, You're chalking too quickly. I'm just walking and chalking. <laughs> walking and chalking. Walking, talking, chalking. Um, it's an, the old walk and chalk that uh, Sorkin uh, exemplified. But no, that's that's uh, that's a great point. Is that when you're doing fight choreography, like, and it's like real fight choreography, like, not just like I'm gonna swing this like one move. I'm gonna do one punch. Like they'll they'll tell you you're never doing something at a hundred percent because it won't read. You yeah. know. So, but that's that's wild. That of course he was so good that it's like you've got to dumb <laughs> it down, slow baby. It down, slow it down. Uh, so as far as the other actors that were also considered, that sound means it's time to play a quick round of two truths and some guy. The way it works, two of the following actors were up for the role of Simon Phoenix and one was not. And Amy Jo has to guess which is which. Your options are. Jean-Claude Van Damme, mm-hmm. 
Jackie Chan mm-hmm. and Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Ronan. Um, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yes, in 1993, five year old me. <laughs> what? I'm a little baby. Ronan. I'm a little Simon Phoenix. Oh. Here's me just doing cocaine. I'm a maniac. Um, Jeff Goldblum's such a wild choice in that context. I feel like he must have been up for it. Um, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Jackie Chan? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. You put Jeff Goldblum in there. Well, you've yeah. gotten really good <laughs> at understanding how my mind works. I was like, that's just so out there. But Jeff Goldblum doesn't do kicking. No, but I could see that. If it was also oh, like, yeah. well, we're going to get Wesley, so of course he's going to do some kicking. But if, if it's just like whomever, if you just need like a wild sure. energy, if he's like, oh, this guy's about to blow up in Jurassic Park. And I think there is some like early 90s film with jeff goldblum and Lawrence fishburne where he where goldblum is like a wild maniac wild card energy um but no he was not considered as far as i could tell i feel like jcvd and stallone would be did they ever do a movie together uh the expendables 2 interesting where well, jcvd plays the villain villain <laughs> this is so stupid <laughs> It's like I, you hit a typo and you accidentally just put like a little, uh, a little Wait dash on a on the moment. on the a, on the a, and you're like, ooh, done. Now we're talking. I'm taking okay. lunch. Okay, um, okay. All my thinking is like a '90s JCVD and a '90s Stallone are two. I mean, they're obviously very different, but they both have like similar. They look alike enough. You well, know what I mean? let me add this. He was the original choice to star opposite Steven Seagal. So that's what the studio wanted. They wanted Steven Seagal as John Spartan versus JCVD as Simon Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Where then I'm like, oh, that makes sense to be like, is, is this film going to be sold enough on one? But if we, you're, it's a team up of like two of our bigger 90s action stars mm-hmm. uh, opposed to like, you know, what you would want is like Stallone and Arnold. You know, which sure. never actually happened until much, much later, past the point that anyone cared enough. Um, you got to strike while the iron's hot or you you're going to you not it. be able to iron that shirt no. is, I'm sure, what they. That's what some that's people how say. That's you complete the metaphor. <laughs> um, but yeah, JCVD agreed to star if he could play John Spartan instead. So then the producers tried to be that like, seems Seagal, like more of a would you want to play? phoenix and Seagal was like no so that so then both of them are like well no because neither of us want to play the villain we just want to be the hero it's like i'm not letting that guy kick my frozen head off that's a very uh telling nicholas cage but you're actually most of the film playing the good guy because you're actually john travolta in disguise like oh okay well he'd been playing villains quite a few times before face off so that you know I get, I get it, but once you've signed a dang contract, what are you what are you trying to do? Well, sure, 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 sure. Um, but yeah, I may, maybe it was also that maybe it's written in the script of uh, for the haircut of the bleached blonde and shaved on the sides. And uh, I don't think Seagal with his rat tail or JCVD with his mullet uh, were going to be chopping off those. They're those like my hair greasy locks. is me. <laughs> it's all I have. Uh, yeah, that so- knees kicks. <laughs> But JCBD was too busy doing those kicks in 1993's Hard Target. Oh, thank heavens. Which is rad. It it's is also so silly, but, so silly, but I would say much more watchable than this. Thousand I think so. Is it too long? Yes. But it's John Woo's first American film. You but got Lance it's a Henriksen. Delight. Yeah. 
you have you have the the woman playing the cop putting a lit candle on a little like birthday cookie into a drawer and like she shuts it away yeah you're getting touches like that where it's like <laughs> you know what this movie's not so bad you get jcbd bites he punches a snake unconscious and then bites its rattle off. yes he does yes he does there's a lot to recommend in hard target so uh, for my sake thrilled that yeah. he didn't do this stupid so we movie. got hard target instead yeah and jackie chan turned it down because he was afraid how chinese audiences would react to seeing him play a villain because apparently according to him it's like very like that's very when fair. actors are no playing heroes that's like a real no-no um or at I least totally get that was back then yeah you know um but you give us jackie chan as john spartan and like whatever donnie yeah. yen as a as simon phoenix Ooh. like that's a film that's a film that i'd like to be seeing uh, donnie chen donnie yen in general uh i think would be a really good simon phoenix yeah uh, but those are all the characters that i found other casting options for though there are a few characters we didn't mention so i want to briefly touch on them we've got dennis leary as edgar friendly <sighs> he's just running his mouth he's just improvising these silly monologues it's just the the character isn't established initially strongly enough and then they didn't i mean we've already talked about it but they don't set they just don't set him up to be anything and i really think it would be better if he were like a little more of like man i was just about to go with a really niche reference and be like just like a really like scrappy algeras type of energy uh which is that's not that to, niche late miserable one of the most famous musicals in the world okay you know but if we're getting like someone that galvanizing sure. but also like scratch you know give, looking at and dennis leary as angelrod <laughs> now but looking at the the way they styled him yeah i was like i would much rather see someone like sean bean who can like oh really yeah. act do something like yeah. that where you're like am i supposed to like this guy am i not you know I would love like that. where yeah. where it's like I don't know. He's acting. I guess it's also that I don't really like have any frame of reference for Dennis Leary. So I'm not bringing any, I didn't sure. know that he was, that's who that was oh. when we were watching this. Yeah. So I didn't come to it with any kind of like, Oh, that's Dennis Leary. I should pay attention to him. To no. me, it's just, he was just another actor. I think he does what the script requires of him. And I mean, no it's, more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we have Benjamin Bratt uh, and a tiny uncredited Rob Schneider. Uh, as these other mm -hmm. two cops where Rob Schneider is like one scene just to laugh at Stallone. Yeah, not poor Benjamin Bratt. Seashells. Benjamin really going Bratt. full Galaxy Quest. But by the end, he gets that tousled hair. And I was like, good look on him. Good, good look, look at that Benjamin Bratt. Hair. He gets like bonked on the head. He, like, he, he joins Sandy and Stallone to go into the tunnels. And he's just like, wow, I didn't know that people lived like this. I didn't know there was, you know, whatever. This was pretty he, nice. He turns scrap He gets bonked on the head and then immediately like comes back dressed like one of the road warriors. He's dressed for, the, for Fury Road. And yep. he's just like, I'm I'm no longer a police this officer. This is my life. I live in the man. sewers now. Yeah. He should have had like a woman with him as well. So he's like, I'm in love. Like I met this woman. I'm, I'm going to hang out here and have rat burgers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the great look on him. Um, but yeah, you, you said when we were watching this, you're like, do you think when they did Miss Congeniality, Benjamin Bratt and Sandra Bullock talked about how, reminiscing how about bad it was? How bad? How bad? <laughs> I, I would hope so. Much better film, Miss Congeniality. Oh yeah. Much more But I mean, they had so many scenes together in this movie, they you did. know, that it's just yeah. like, I think she, she produced... Did she produce Miss Congeniality? Uh, I, don't I think know. she certainly Maybe. produced the second one. So it's like, that it would, would be fun to think she'd be like, you know who I want? My old oh, buddy old Benjamin old Bratt. Buddy, my old buddy Benjamin Bratt. The performance that Bratt is giving, like, I fully expected his character to die. Like, I thought he was going to be the one to help yes, raise the he's stakes. He's the one in Galaxy Quest who is like, 
the Alan Rickman says, by Grapthar's hammer, you shall be avenged. It's the same character. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're not doing that to Rob Schneider. That's not the, like, oh, no, this no. tiny little weasel got got. The tall, pretty one. The tall, pretty, no. Not the tall, pretty one. He was so tall. So pretty. So pretty. Uh, and, yeah, Bob Gunton. Bob Gunton! Bob Gunton at, okay, <laughs> as Chief Earl. I like Bob Gunton a lot. Who's, you know, he, Shawshank Redemption is just a year away. He's about to he's have a, a nice step into something else. So much more interesting in that. This is just a... Block he's got nothing to, to do he's like i was just playing sweeney todd on broadway <laughs> and now i'm doing this i was like did he have to shave his head for this role <gasps> then i was like is he too paid in shawshank redemption i don't know I but don't know i how, feel how like quickly you grow your hair back after him bald yeah unless he's just bald in in life but i feel like he's everything else i've seen him in he's got hair like any production stills i feel like i've seen he has hair in but then again i you know maybe i'm conflating something. anyway he's only here on hand to be like john spartan you're a caveman he's such a primitive and then he just disappears again for 20 yep. minutes yeah. but it made me very happy to see him yeah same and uh yeah dr cocteau sir nigel hawthorne who had been in films, but no like big Hollywood film. Mm -hmm. Like he'd been in all British films and TV like since the 60s or 70s, I believe. But he took this role to prove that he had a screen presence for the producers of The Madness of King George, which oh. he had originated on stage and they were making a film adaptation of that was then 1994. It's like him, Helen Mirren and mm -hmm. other people. Um, and he wanted to make sure they knew like... I can be in big movies. That's like, a I very can good reason to do a stupid movie like this. Yes. Although he found out after the fact that the, he was the producer's automatic choice for the lead in Madness of King George. So no matter what, they're like, we're going to cast you in this. Well, and he made some money. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Know. He made some money. But I'm, uh, you know, oh boy, oh boy. Wow, wow, after wow. After the fact, to be like, I mean, like, I, I imagine it's like he's just signed the contract. And then the producer, like, well, of course we want you for Madness of King he's George. Like, and he's like, oh, no. oh no, I'm in Demolition Man. I got to go get thrown into a fireplace. <laughs> just don't. To the fireplace by Jesse the Body Ventura. Blah. Final thoughts on Demolition Man. Any moments that sprung out at you or any other performances that you just loved so much you had to I mention? took more notes on this than I've taken on any film in recent memory. There's <laughs> a lot sprang to mind. Let me see. I did have one like question thought. I mean, as we've established, not many TikToks of the brain went into making this script drama, but um Everyone talks to Sandra Bullock as though, like, she's so weird for liking the vulgar 20th century. For literally embodying the VH1 I Love the 90s. Yes, that's what her apartment is, exactly. <laughs> and as Huxley, Mo Rocca. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, but then they don't have songs anymore. The radio is all jingles. It's all the jingles. So it's like, if that... If, if that's the nostalgia factor, which it's like, what, there are no songs anymore? I know songs that were written 40 years ago. Um, what? So it, it just feels like, wait, if there if that's the level of nostalgia for the culture as a whole, why is she considered weird? You know, it just seems strange. I get that this is like, uh, it's, we're meant to understand semi-post-apocalyptic, if you will. There was like this big earthquake thing. It was all, it all got really bad. But like... And, and I, you know, in like a the giver kind of world where it's like, OK, we've shifted over to Handmaid's Tale, whatever, some kind of like extreme kind of society. I well, get I the kind I of think like it's also contraband. like because, you know, you were being filmed in 92. So it's also like, do we have songs 
from because it had to be like 80s songs like you can't you know you or whatever yeah. of of like the early 90s although it would have been great because she's also decorated her whole apartment to be all this 90s 20th century but she's also on like a jukebox and records like she does, she's got like 50s I, and she, she should have come in and she should have because it's like lights lights go on she'd been like music it's like da, 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 da. so no one told you life was gonna be this way <laughs> like that's what i want i want like gives <laughs> but then i like i feel like that if they're trying to imagine like okay well what what song from now is going to be the one that like they're mm-hmm. listening to in the future. And you know that they're going to pick some song that you're like this, this like whatever early. I mean, we're, we're too early for like new metal, but like whatever, give us, I, I know it's 93. So I have, my years are awful, but like, give us like cherry pop and daddies. Give it us like, give us some stupid, give us some ska, like some nonsense uh, or whatever they still listen to. But instead it's all these dumb TV jingles and yeah. it's, it's, it, so... it's adding to them being dumb babies. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. There was so much of that kind of thing where I was like, logically, this doesn't make sense. You know what's also so funny is so many of the like weird tech things that to them seem so out there are things we just like have now. You know, like the conference room where they're all in those like video screen chairs. I was like, this hits different after a year and a half of Zoom. You know, but yeah. like there's there's that there's the voice activated Stallone <laughs> when Stallone is staying in this because Sandy's like here you'll stay I got you like a room like near uh, down the, the corridor building, down the corner my domicile yeah so he gets in and gets a, a wrong video call this woman just calls him and it's a naked woman it's a naked woman with, like Mid-sentence. getting out of the shower so She's I was like, thinking so I was thinking like oops wrong number and like <laughs> Just so silly. Mm-hmm. So silly. But like, yeah, video calls, how everyone thought that was so weird. Now it's like, yeah, that's that's well, how we do, you know. Yeah. But like that so many things. Yeah. the Basically like having an Alexa to turn everything on and do everything. Right, is like right. all the stuff that like is like not even a big deal anymore. But that they got some of the other stuff so wrong. Once like, again, three seashells. Three seashells. I'll let you figure it out. I'll just say this. You're going to use two of them first and then the third <laughs> you can look up the writer explains how he thought these three because he didn't even know he, he at the time he just put it in like what's he had something phoned, weird he phoned his friend to be like i gotta f- do something weird for like because this is just part of the script is like or maybe it's like the story treatment but he's like i gotta fill in the blank of what this is and mm. and his friend's like okay hold on a second like went to the bathroom he's like uh, i don't know i got like a bag of seashells over the toilet and he's like yeah i'll uh, i'll do something with that i'll do something with that because you've got your you know beachy kitschy designed bathroom that that's why he's like oh we'll just put three seashells and not explain and then he then was forced to like or not forced but like in some interviews like i guess i'd have i guess if i had to guess of how you'd use them you'd use two to like you know snip off and one to scrape away it hurts so i guess i did i guess you don't have to look it up now because now that that's explained enough i believe uh so i'll end with this yeah please don't end with that (laughs) no i got a few i got a few things to end with uh in kuwait the movie was renamed rambo the destroyer in the hopes of banking off of stallone's enduringly popular action hero which is just like but to go to this movie thinking it is a rambo film uh is something uh, and Joel Silver wanted to make a sequel where Spartan would te- would find his daughter and team up with oh. her and wanted it to be, of course, Meryl Streep. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, because uh-huh. we're in the future no, now, so now I she's get grown it. up. It took me a minute, but then I got it. Um, Even though technically she should probably be someone who in 19, when you're filming it, is like 
30 a child yeah yeah or around 30 if, if, if he's been like 30 he goes 30 years in the future he could have like a child of whatever he could have had like a i mean he could have like a 50 he's a stallone 40 he's like true. 44 around That's the time he filmed this he could have a 20 year old so you know he could have a 50 year old child so maybe you know what maybe it could it could have it could have been meryl mm-hmm. meryl wasn't 50 then so it could have could have been meryl if you had gotten it in time to do a sequel uh and at one point making a joke on the fact that he is like from 1996 uh Sandy Bullock says, not bad for a 74-year-old to Stallone. And I looked it up. Stallone is 74 now. Wow. He's about to turn 75. I think like in a few weeks based on, or maybe he's just turned 75 based because we're recording this a little early. And he announced in May 2020 that the gears are in motion on a possible Demolition Man sequel now in development at Warner Bros. And I would guess <laughs> Meryl's not picking up the phone. You don't think? Hmm. Hmm. I don't. Do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at andalmoststarringatgmail.com and let us know. If you want to follow our shenanigans on the social medias, find us on Instagram at andalmoststarring. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred. Phoenix!